welcome to this guy's sake. I am Sam Valentine and you are listening to the most cursed episode I've ever recorded of this podcast. Cursed you ask? Why cursed? Here's why. Me and Scott sat down to record this episode a month from today, right? About a month ago. And a week after, when I was editing, I noticed the first 20 minutes of this episode were not as good as the rest. So I said to Scott, listen, I know I wanted to drop it this week. It's ready to go. But should we re-record the first 20 minutes? Because I want it to be a bit better. The rest of the episode was brilliant. But the first 20 minutes, it's almost like we were warming up. So Scott agreed, he came round, and we re-recorded the first 20 minutes. After that, Chris and Jake turned up, and we were recording something else. And during the recording of the something else, my microphone died. And luckily, all that was wrong with it was the cable. And I had a spare cable sat here, so I fitted the cable, and we cracked back on with it. Unbeknownst to me, my mic had died several times during the re-record that me and Scott did. So... I got these Black Mirror episodes out over the past week or two afterwards and sat down. All I've got to do is 20 minutes and I can get the Stephen Port episode out. Just got to edit this first 20 minutes to find my mic is breaking up every three or four seconds. Uh, There's portions of me talking missing. So I said to myself, right, well, can I re-record what I said? But it didn't sound right. I couldn't really remember some of what I said. The way Scott would react to things doesn't work when I'm re-recording it. It just it just wasn't natural. So the dilemma came in. Do I get Scott back here to record again for the third time, the first 20 minutes? Or do I just record the first 20 minutes on my own? And I decided, because Scott is one of my favourite people to have on this podcast, if not my most favourite person to have on this podcast. We have really good chemistry, we have a laugh, we drink, we have a good time when we record, and I don't want to waste his time re-recording it when we could do something new, right? Because uh, Scott's time's limited. He said it on air multiple times. He has a lot on, he's in a band, you know, he does this uh, an amateur dramatics and all this other stuff. He has a lot on. And I thought, the fairest thing I can do is just me tell you about the first 20 minutes and what what you would have missed so a big portion of that first 20 minutes i was explaining chemsex now chemsex is in the gay scene in most major cities in the world i was actually looking up chemsex the other day when i knew i was going to sit down and re-record this just to refresh my mind and i found there'd been some recent deaths in barcelona from chemsex that chemsex is really rife in new york at the moment and they're having real problems with it there and of course london where stephen port lived is a hive of chemsex now chemsex is chemical sex so it's sex with drugs and it is a drug they call tina and that is the date rape drug And they take like the tiniest little amount of it. We are talking like not even the size of a pea they take. And they get high as fuck. And then they smash the living shit out of each other for 10 hours straight. 20, 30 geezers in a room, all naked, dicks out, going off up each other's assholes, just fucking having the time of their life. Meffed out, chemmed up sex. And they have chem sex parties. Now, the reason I brought this up is... Stephen's M.O. was to use the same drug, this drug Tina, to knock out his victims, rape them and let them die. So that's what he did. And the police would find young, passed out boys filled with cum and go, it's chemsex. Case closed, right? They don't even look into it because they see so much of it. At this point in time in London, they were at least finding two people a week 
dead little gay fellas, OD'd, filled with cum. So, while there is clearly some homophobia involved with the police, and we will speak about that during the episode, uh, a lot of it comes down to they see so fucking much of it that they really just don't care as well, or they think they know. Well, it must be the same thing. It must be chemsex. Every time it happens, we've seen this before, went to a party, got riddled, got drilled, took drugs, OD'd. End of. Case closed, right? The reason I brought up chemsex as well is a warning, because there are a lot of young lads in the world, little gay fellas, going on Grinder and not really understanding that there is a deep, dark lingo in Grinder and that chemsex is a part of Grinder where many Grinder users will put little acronyms next to their name. So you'll have their profile picture, their name, and then you'll have these symbols and acronyms, and they all mean something. And one of them is, I like to party. That means he likes chemsex. If he has the word T next to his name, it doesn't mean trans, which is what you would instantly think. It means, I take Tina, which is the chemsex drug. If it says next to their name, P-O-Z, POS, it means they're HIV positive. So... If you're a little gay lad, if I decided today I love the taste of cocks, they're delicious, and I wanted to go on Grinder to find as much cock as possible, I wouldn't know these codes that they have next to their name. I just wouldn't know it, right? And I've got some of these codes written down. And basically, like with Tinder, you'd have your name, you'd have your picture, and then you'd have these codes underneath it. And this just lets other gay men know what you're into. So we've got Anon, which is anonymous, meaning... They do not want to exchange names, nothing. It's meet up, fuck, glory holes the lot, right? BB, bareback. BTM, bottom, which means you like it up the arse. Bubble butt, someone with a nice round arse. Chub, chubby person. Cub, that's like, you know, a gay bear. You cub, a smaller, an average bear. Cut, circumcised. Dom, dominate. DTF, down to fuck. FF, doesn't mean Final Fantasy in this case, it means fist fuck. FTM, female to male trans. FWB, friends with benefits. GH, Gloriole. HH, high and horny for chemsex. LTR, I'm looking for a long-term relationship. MTF, male to female trans. NSA, no strings attached. Otter, that's a small bear. It's a little slim, slim one. Poly, polyamorous. Pos, HIV positive. Pup, dog play. Sissy, likes to be humiliated. Often wears women's clothes. Sub, they like to be dominated T, Tina, Meth, T for T, trans looking for trans, UC, uncut, WS, water sports. That's just some of the codes that they put next to their names. So if you were, like I said, if it was me, uh, no, I'm going to say you, because I'm not talking about me thinking cocks are delicious. If you as a listener are laying there one night and go, I would just love to get my arsehole pounded by the biggest rod I can find. That's what I'm after. And you went, I'm going to download Grinder. And you open up your grinder and you go, oh, look, here's Matt. Matt's lovely. I like the way Matt looks. And he is, uh, what's he say next to his name? BB Poz T. I don't know what that means. BB Baby. So maybe he's young. All right. I understand that. Poz, positive person. T, maybe he likes some trans stuff. Well, I'll message him anyway. The reality is it means he wants to have bareback sex or unprotective. He has AIDS. And he takes drugs. So, like, you've got yourself into a bit of kerfuffle. And this is why the police are a little bit strange and a little bit weird with it. 
So then we get to Stephen Port himself. Now, Stephen was a loner, a weirdo, a lanky, gym rat, kind of strange-looking dude, ugly as fuck, wore a wig, really, re look him up. Weirdest looking cunt you ever see. He looks like a little experimental rat from a fucking, like, uh, a laboratory or something. And Stephen was using all these w websites, right? And he only used Grinder for one of his victims, but he became the Grinder killer. But everything else was using gay apps, gay websites. One was called Sleepy Boy. Uh, I think that was the main one he liked to use. But, he, you know, he, and he was after twinks. And what a twink is, is a slender, teenage boyish looking lad. That's what he liked, young boys. So he was using these apps to meet young boys. And it appears even before he got caught, and he did get done for a few other things, that he was probably raping them when they would get there. But they were rent boys, a lot of them. And he met a rent boy called Anthony Walgate. And this is his first victim. Now, Anthony was a 23-year-old student uh, doing a fashion course at college. Uh, apparently a fantastic artist, life of the party, lovely little lad. His friends and family were like, he used to make us laugh, and he was this typical kind of gay fella, you know, like little mincy one. And just a bit of the life of the party, you know. When he walked in a room, he smiled, he'd get everyone up and dancing. He was kind of one of those, right? And we've all met people like that. It's a very, very descriptive way of talking about someone. And we, we can all identify a few people that we know are like that. When they walk in a room, they want everyone to have a good time, and that's what he was. Now, as a student... Like most students, they do jobs on the side. In the climate we live in now, the amount of girls at college doing and university doing OnlyFans is through the roof, right? So he was using these websites, Sleepy Boy, these little gay sites, to earn a little bit of extra money. But he hadn't done a lot of it. He was kind of inexperienced. And he matched with Stephen Port, the grinder killer. And Stephen offered him 500 quid for a stayover, which means you come round, you have sex, you stay in the night. Anthony went, 500 quid? I'm good with that. I'm happy with that. He goes to his house, and the next thing we know, Anthony is being found outside Stephen's house, dead. Now, what happened is, Stephen himself phoned the police, and he pretended that he was driving past and saw a lad in a coma outside a flat, just laying there. So he phoned the police up and was like, oh, it's a little uh, little, little gay lad uh, passed out, and uh, he's not doing so well, so could you come and pick him up? So the police turn up, they find Anthony, riddled with cum, high as fuck on this drug, he's dead, and they just go, well, look, chemsex, this is the thing. This is what we find them, this is what happens. And Stephen thinks he's, he's got away with it, right? Because the reality is, what Stephen has done is Stephen administered the drugs to Anthony by drugging his drink, raped him, he died, and Stephen dumped him outside his house. But the police figure out that the guy that phoned them is the same guy who owns the flat where the guy was found. So they question Stephen again. And they say to him, look, it's outside your house. You're a gay bloke. He's a gay bloke. If we DNA tested, it's your cum in his arsehole. Well, I mean, they're going to know this stuff. So what you're saying is, you drove past. And he went, all right, listen. He took drugs at my house. I didn't take any. He passed out. I dragged him outside and I panicked because I didn't want my work to find out I'm gay. He was a chef for a bus terminus for a bus company. Uh, he, they don't know I'm gay. Oh, they'll go mental. So I panicked. I didn't want to get arrested. I didn't want to get in trouble. And he ends up getting arrested and charged with perverting the course of justice. Because to them, they believe his story. Anthony took drugs, passed out, died. Stephen dumped him and then lied about it. They believed him. Again, I want to reiterate this again. The reality of it is Stephen 
drugged and raped this young boy and he died. That's what they did. This is just the ins and outs of it. It's what happened. And some say it's a mistake and maybe it was because he'd never done this before. Now he probably, and it appears that he had done the drugging and raping before, but no one had ever died as a result of it. As far as we know, this is the first time someone died from Stephen doing this to them. But then he goes on to have three more victims afterwards. And they're quite close together. My thinking is, maybe you got a taste for it. You know? Stephen's computer was riddled with searches for pornography about rape and about people passed out. And Anthony's family, upon hearing of Anthony's death, were saying to the police he didn't take drugs. Like, he was actually anti-drugs. Why is he suddenly taking meth? And Tina and fucking GHB. And why is he suddenly rent boying, right? The police just ignored this and they said, well, what was on Stephen's phone? What about Stephen's laptop? What about Stephen's stuff? And they said, look, it cost too much. We know what happened here. Your son went to a chemsex party. He went to a bloke's house. He had sex. He fucking died. And we find two or three of these little dead gay fellas, as I said at the beginning, we find two or three of them a week. That's the end of it. And his family pushed and pushed and pushed. Now, like I said, if they had looked on Stephen's laptop, they would have found searches about administering the drugs, how to, how much to administer, uh, where she, is it flavorless, can you taste it in drugs? They would have found all this stuff. And they would have also found all the porn of young boys being knocked out and raped in his house. And they could have stopped it, and they didn't. So I'm now going to just let this play out. You're going to hear me and Scott start talking about the second case uh, a young lad called Gabriel Cavari, and unfortunately, I couldn't do Anthony justice on my own. We did talk more about him. He did seem like the life of the party. He did seem like a lovely lad. It is a shame that that part of the recording kind of got lost um, and destroyed. And maybe it's all the jokes we make. So maybe it is the ghosts of Stephen's victims going, "You cannot make this many jokes about being bummed. It's not fair. We're dead." And we don't like it. So it could have been the ghosts came to fuck with us. But anyway, please enjoy this one. Yes, the humour is adult and non-PC, as I'm sure you've come to expect. But I actually think it's one of our better episodes. It's just the same it had to start like this. So you're now going to hear the intro music again. And then you're going to go straight into me and Scott talking. Thanks for bearing with us on this one. I'm sorry about this. This took forever to come out as well. Uh, I never want to see Stephen Port's face or hear his name again. So I'll be glad to get this one behind me. But please enjoy it. And we'll be back soon because Scott's coming around again very soon. We're going to be talking about simulation theory. And it's a deep one. And it's a big one, Matt. And it's a bit mental and full of all sorts of crazy theories and stuff. And we're really looking forward to talking about that. So we're going to be doing that. And that will be our next episode. Also, I recorded a bunch of stuff here with Scott, Jake and Chris. And when it came down to editing it, I was like, this isn't really an episode. This is just a bunch of mental stuff put together. So I'm working on a series of videos that are going to go up on the Instagram. And they can't go on YouTube because YouTube has the most strict, ridiculous fucking rules. So they're going to go up on Instagram as IGTV. So on Instagram, it's at this guy's sick. You'll find it. And over the next month or two, you're going to get these five minute IGTV things of us talking and... Uh, some visuals and shit basically mocking everything that ever existed uh, and being offensive so you'll find a lot of that stuff there coming forward and yeah please enjoy what we do have to offer on Stephen Port and on the Grinder Killer 
because I think we've done a better job than anyone else. It's just a shame some technical issues got in the way. Yeah, so Port's now on the police radar after changing his story. Well, he's been arrested and you know he's going to be convicted. He's he going to be going to court for this. For, for lying to the police. Essentially, it's, it's a slap on arrest. Oh, it, well, depending on... Well, it's 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 preventing the cause of justice involved with the murder. So it's going to carry a harsher thing than lying about, oh, this guy was here when he was over there. Sort of bullshit. Yeah, because when he changed his story, he said, I fucked him. He passed out. I went to work. I come back. He's dead. Um, and dumped him out. He dumped him out in the and street. I, I, well, he said he wasn't dead yet. He said I oh, was still breathing out, and I thought he was in a coma, and I was worried. No, so he, I dumped him outside. He dumped him outside because he didn't want to think that you wanted the police to think that he had killed him. Yeah, he, I didn't want you to think I'd killed him, so I dumped him outside, and I didn't want my work to find out I'm gay. Is what he told them. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't so catch he said, that I didn't one. Want my work don't know I'm gay, and there's a stigma involved. Please don't think I murdered someone because I'm gay. Because my work don't know. That's that's kind of how he worded it. So playing a victim a little bit, but the police know who he is. So at the point we've had the first victim, they know the first victim is linked to Stephen Port. They know where Stephen Port lives. They know the area he lives in, and now we end up with Gabriel, which is a, a stranger story, I think. I feel sorry for him, actually. He's the one I feel sorry for the most because of where he came from and the reason he was in London to begin with. And Yeah, it, he... Uh, so, yeah, his surname was yeah, Gabriel Kavari. Kavari, yeah. He was 22. He was a Slovakian immigrant. So he moved to London after Slovakia voted against equal rights for, for gay people. And so he decided to try and make a better idea of it in, 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 in England. But at the time, gays were getting beaten and attacked. Uh, like in Poland, it happens now, right? You see gays get beaten up. Russia, right? gays get beaten on the street. They see two men kiss or hold hands. They get beaten by random people. They've never, they're not even coordinated. You get three geezers from different fucking corners of the street run at them and fucking start beating <sighs> them and shit. Yeah, dangerous. Yeah, so that was what's going on. And, and him, knowing that um, they turned down the gay marriage, that was the first thing that happened. That's said, it. No. That, that was right, yeah. So that was the first thing. That's what made him leave. And then they that. were talking about like rights, like can you be a protected class if you're gay for hate speech and all this <laughs> shit. Fuck and sake. he went, I'm out of here. But and he, had he was a, boy, a good he had looking a, he, lad he, as he well. He had a boyfriend. He did have a boyfriend over And he left him there. Yeah, well, I guess the boyfriend didn't want to go with him. But he had no money, nothing. Like, he didn't even know where he was going to get a job. He knew he knew nothing about where he was going. He just knew he needed to get out. But he knew that London is the most progressively gay city in the world. And this is, this, is, this is true. London is one of the most gay cities in the world because of the scene. You don't have that close-knit uh, Vauxhall... Soho areas. Yeah, I mean London has a crime rate too and a drug problem. Oh yeah, obviously. But all major cities too. When you're going to central London, it don't matter. What, you you walk around in drag. No one's saying yes. shit. Yes. No one's doing fuck all. You could be a full on goth. No one. No one's. No touching. one gives a fuck. No one gives a flying fuck when you're in that unless area. You, unless you go to London. the wrong district. Yeah. Well, if you start going outside of the centre, if you start moving, start into, going to Whitechapel now. Yeah, you got fucking Elephant and Castle. You're getting fucking done, right? Yeah. But the areas like Vauxhall and Soho and that cent- central London club area, yeah, Tottenham yeah. Court Road, all these places. Yeah. 
no one gives a fuck. Camden, no one gives a fuck. Oh, no one gives a fuck in Camden. Do you know what I mean? Like, these areas, no the one, sort, no one's saying shit. That'd be the sort of place I would go if I was... Well, yeah, it's just, you, know, like you know you've got bars, you know you've got live bands, you know you've got goth nights, rock nights. It's Appeals to everybody. You also have a massive council estate around the corner from it, and if you wander on there, you're in trouble, but... That main high street, that main part of Camden, all the way up to Euston, it's <laughs> like strip, south. That's like the Strip of Vegas, eh? If yeah. You say, if you, you step off the Strip, you're in trouble. Yeah, and you, you, you're kind of uh, insulated a little bit. So I can see the attraction for a guy living in a country where you get beaten for being gay. That's like fucking attacking you from a right standpoint to go, I've got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Where can I go where I can be happy? Which is another term for gay. <laughs> so where can I be gay and gay? Be happy and gay. <laughs> yeah, so he, he he comes over to London, hits up. I'm assuming he hits it up a couch surfer. Yes, and that's where he meets uh, John Pap. So John takes him in, and you said uh, fifty pound a week, something like that. He said to, to kip on his couch well, and I, that or whatever. Uh, there's no. So when I was looking into it, there's no history of any kind of actual monetary transaction going on here. I'm not calling this guy a liar because I can't legally do that. But I think he was letting him stay there for sex. Well, it, 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 I've seen this stuff happen. I've, it's, it's not uncommon to hear this. And why else were you looking for little gay lads on the internet to come and sleep in your house? There's something going on there. You're not just a good Samaritan who's going to charge a little gay fella no rent to fucking stay with you. Well, that's it. Uh, but that's what he says, and that's what he told the police, and that's what he's sticking to. Well... I'm not going to call him a liar. I'm just searching for young single twinks looking for a place to stay so I can make a little extra cash. I'm not going to rape him. A bit like with Luca when he stayed at that guy's house in France. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We, and, and the first thing he says, we didn't fuck. Just kept on the couch. He slept on the couch. We didn't go near each other. And it's like, you're lying. You know, you know what was going on. This geezer was looking for a, to come around his house, have a couple of buffs and stay there for free. For as long as he could. So, after... I don't really have a date for how long he was with John. Like a week. It was, was it, uh, really fucking Was it really short? short? Yeah, was it, but yeah. They got to know each other quite well, I'm sure. Well, this is what I think had happened, right? So, again, I think as a, a theory, not as fact, that something had gone on between the two of them. Maybe he turned him down. Maybe John got the bad dragon out and was like, hop on this, Gabriel, lad. And he was like, eh, or, he just, or he just wasn't in the mood that night. Something, and he went, oh, that's not part not, of the, that's I don't not part, want to stay with this geezer. That's not part of the agreement. Yeah, because yeah. he, gave, he gave up a, a bedroom in a nice flat with a guy to then stay on Stephen's couch via a website because Stephen was a better option in his mind because it was free, yes. is what this guy says. But again, we can't ask Gabriel what happened with that. And we definitely can't ask Stephen because he's a liar. So we don't know, no. like, what, is 50 quid a week, really, 50 quid a week for if a bedroom you, yeah, but if better you've than got, a fucking... If you've got no money, and you're and you're trying to find somewhere to set up... But again, the guy said he got work, he got bar work. So within the first few days of staying there, he'd got bar work. These two things don't add up. No. i not saying the geezer was rapey or anything, I reckon one night he tried it on with him, and he went, not into him, fuck off. I'm out, yeah. I'm out of it. All jokes aside, he probably told Gabe he'd fallen for him or something. Like, you get these really soft men who fall in love with someone the second they get their knobware. We all know one, Tian. And it would show you why he was so heartbroken over him leaving and wanted to find out what happened to him and all this, which comes into it. He obviously had a bit of an attraction to him. He fucking loved him. Or he had something for him, a fucking sunken heart for him. Yeah, yeah. And if you see the geezer, he's not the best looking bloke. He's a bit chubby. What, John? 
yeah, he's he's a bit of a loser-looking geezer. Yeah, and you can see it like he ain't going to chemsex parties. He, he's he doesn't get he doesn't struggling. he doesn't get invited to this those. This cunt is struggling to find someone. He just wants to be loved. He's obviously got some money. He, he's he's probably quite a conservative, not not a very gay presenting person. You can see that there's there was obviously an issue there between the two of them for this young little twenty-two-year-old twink Gabriel to go. I'm out of it. Yeah, yeah. Creepiness, maybe watching him in a shower, whatever, something. Something that he wasn't into happened. Yeah, possibly. As so, a theory. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In, in, as, as, as a potential theory for it, yeah. So, yeah, so Gabriel takes up uh, takes up Port's offer to stay out, to keep on his couch or whatever for, for free. Because, you know, if you're desperate for you're desperate for someone to stay and you don't have to pay for it, fucking sound though. But he did say that... To um, guess where he, sorry, yeah, so would, well, he did say that uh, that Port was weird. Yes, and he said that to Ryan. So Ryan, Ryan Edwards, is uh, was was um, Stephen's next door neighbour. Well, opposite. Was it opposite? So so his flat overlooked Stephen's doorway from his balcony because I think he kept chickens or something. I say chickens, I mean cocks. Right. Or something. He had something on his balcony, right? He, he did. He was always on his balcony doing something. I don't know, looking at his neighbours getting undressed through the window or whatever. That's how he says him and Stephen got to know each other. But they were both gay. So he don't. how many people coming in and out that door, you just happen to be friends with the other gay one. <laughs> the, there's a weird thing with Ryan. And if you go from what Stephen says, Ryan would host chem sex parties. And that's how they knew each other. Well... From what I read and from what I listened to and stuff, podcast, yeah, it is always said that Ryan had parties, yeah. but obviously they never ever specified that they're chemsex parties. Yeah, it's only just... only Stephen has specified that they're chemsex parties, and that he used to procure young lads, procure young lads take... for the group and everything. Yeah, so all I'm saying is the dude hosts bi-weekly parties for just gay men. If that ain't code for a session, then I don't know what is. Well, you know, we're never really gonna know because Ryan's never gonna admit to that He's sort of thing. And Stephen's, and as we've already said. Stephen's a liar, so yeah, you you can't take either word for. But again, if you were having chemsex parties at your fucking, you ain't fucking telling much anybody. Like this, this John, you ain't telling the police that you were trying to bang the. F- you're just keeping your gob shut on that yeah. part of it, and also it has no interest to the case that you were doing that. The the idea that that would actually change the case, it might get you in trouble for no fucking reason. Yeah. Stephen's the one who done it all. I mean, he claims that maybe he didn't, but yeah, he. he He's the one who did it. He's the one who, who clearly has been caught on CCTV with people. The fucking outside his house. He has... Um, he's done a lot of this shit, clearly. But he claims there are other people involved and whatever else. And again, we're going to get into that after yeah. after Gabriel because uh, he links the two. But yeah, so Gabriel goes to stay with Stephen. Yeah, so he's only there for five days. So Ryan gets to know him quite well by the sounds of it. They text each other. And one of the things that uh, Gabriel says to Ryan is, Port isn't the man you think he is. Yes. Now, that's an interesting thing to say to someone, especially when you disappear five days later. It is, and it shows you that there is obviously a manipulative level to Stephen, because no one had suspected him. Ex-boyfriends had already said that um, later on. Later on, no one was suspected. At this point, Ryan wasn't sitting there going, don't invite Stephen round to my chemsex party, he's weird. They were like, get him round because he's got a massive dong. Like, that's yeah. what's going on here. Like, yeah. he's, not, he, he's not scared of him. And the only thing he brings up is, oh, there was one time at a party where he got my toy truck. He gave, he, he gave it to him, eh? And he, he, he sat down and started playing with it. And he was playing with it like a child. And that was a bit strange. But again, if you're all high on fucking drugs, 
<laughs> yeah, no, that, that, you know, that's a very true thing. It doesn't thing. seem so fucking strange anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't actually think about it like that until you mentioned the chemsex parties. Like, yeah. Like, like, yeah, if you're fucking high as a kite on something, it's like, oh, like a fucking toy truck, I'm going to play that <laughs> yeah. for a bit. Your fucking head's going to be somewhere else with it. And that's the only real evidence that Ryan has of any inkling that Stephen was a roncock. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he had no... He had no suspicion about him no. until Gabriel, and the only thing he could hint back to that he went, well, it was a bit weird when he was playing with that toy truck. <laughs> That's the only thing he can fucking think of. <laughs> that ain't that weird no. when you think about it. like I'm sure there were plenty of people playing with toys at Ryan's parties. They were just shaped like 10 inches. So five days later, after Gabriel moves in, he disappears. So Ryan sends him a couple of messages. How's no, it going? What's no going response. On? Yeah, yeah it goes round uh, to Port. Site, right, where, where, you know, where's Gabriel? And this is where Port comes up with a multitude of lies. He keeps telling people different things. Well, yeah. Well, first he replied to a text. He does reply to a text message because I saw I got to see what the text message said. Oh. And he went. Ryan has said to Stephen something along the lines of, "How's it going with you and Gabriel? I haven't seen him. You haven't smashed him into the middle of next week, have you?" Anyway, yeah. he's gone. I'm fucked off of it, to be honest. Pretty upset. Yeah, like, that's so, kind of what he said. So then he went round to him to go, oh, what happened? He, he Port said that he left to be with a soldier. An army boy, yeah. Yes. But then changed his story for other people. That he went home. That he went home and died of, Ill, died of illness. And then, because he, he said that again, another one of the text messages he sent Ryan was, bit inconsiderate to stay at my place, riddled with disease. I could have caught something. Like, that's what he was trying to... Yeah. So later, once Ryan found out that he'd lied, because again, yeah. Ryan did find out he'd lied, and Ryan's big thing in one of the interviews I saw of him was, if the police had reached out to the gay community, I could have said I knew Gabriel knew Stephen. They didn't, it weren't even in the paper, Gabriel, that he didn't even know until it was the text message exchange that he died. He said no one had come to the local community and said, dead gay fella, do any of you know anything? Yeah. <laughs> no one had said shit. Yeah. And he said, we're not hard to find. We got bars, apps, charities, online communities, the mincy way that we walk. The fact I'm layering Dolly Parton out of the car window, they ain't hard to find. No. Not to mention the fuck-off rainbow flag hanging outside his flat. No, it it, 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 drop, it drops back again, you know, it's the same MO. This, at, this, at this point, you know, Stephen's got his own MMO with, MO with this sort of shit. Yeah. You know, it, but if, if Gabriel, like we, like we suspect, wasn't interested... Then it's a case of he would have slipped something into his drink. I think he'd raped him already. Well, this is actually what I'm from kind the of ta- text messages he was sending to to Ryan. He's not who you think he is. He creeps me out. He's weird. In the BBC uh, documentary, it's not via text message. He goes around and sits in his flat to see him, which is not what. That's not the actual case is a text yeah but it's to give the guy playing Gabriel more screen time yeah and he goes around there, and this is the bit with the scene where, where Stephen leans around the corner and he goes two for one at Toys R Us Transformers and I'm laughing like what the fuck is this and he's like die cast as well let's go get him and he goes he's not who you think he is he's wrong he's not nice He's bad man. And he says this stuff to him. And he's right. like, tell me. Tell me more about it. They've all tell got these gay, more. fucking, stupid, over-the-top gay voices. Tell me more about him. Tell yeah, me it's, 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 that, it's that voice that straight guys put on when they're pretending to be gay. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe you said he's that. that. He's, he, yeah. he that. And, then, and then he goes to Gabriel and goes, right, take my number. If anything happens, let me know. Please, none of this is real. Please text me. Yeah, none of that stuff's real. He didn't have an inkling that Gabriel was in trouble. Yeah. They got to know each other a little bit, swapped numbers, probably because... They're having these parties. So they want Gabriel to fucking come round. Yeah. 
and he wants to fuck him or whatever, swap numbers, and then the cunt goes missing five days later. You ask, you're going to be suspicious. Like, it is a bit it's, strange. It's just natural. I mean, it's suspected, like you said, that Port either raped Gabriel before or while he was ODing. I, I, I would think something obviously went on running up to this. Maybe he hit him or caught him jizzing all over his toothbrush and maybe Gabriel told Stephen he wanted to leave after that. He acted way too quickly. Like, at the point he's got this guy living with him, do you have to kill him? Five days. It's not a long time. Mm, like, it, it, like, especially in that scene where, like, you know, blowjobs for favours and all this shit was going on. Yeah. Because this is the scene as we sat up at the beginning with all this stuff. There's no reason you would kill him unless you'd, one, done something already and knew he was going to, worried he was going to tell the police, worried, because he wasn't, he didn't murder his first victim. He fucking OD'd him by accident. It's kind of obvious that that wasn't planned. Yes. But now he knows it works. So what triggered in him to go, I best bump this one off? Like something must have happened in that time period. It's why he got the text message, Steve's not who you think he is. Something has gone on there in that house and Gabriel probably may have been planning to fuck off again. Unless Stephen was already on something like meth himself. And accidentally put too many drops into whatever he gave Gabriel, and that's why he OD'd. But what was Stephen doing to make Gabriel send messages that he's a weirdo? Like, something has happened. Yeah, true. Well, like we, like we said, you know, he's abusive, manipulative, yeah. and argumentative. So, but yeah. within five days of, yeah, you can stay around my house, come around. Like, yeah. within five days, you've noticed he's a cunt. Yeah. Enough to tell someone else, and then you go miss. Like, it. I would say Stephen did something to Gabriel days before he died. I don't know. He's been teabagging him while he's sleeping or something. And then he's gone, best kill him because he might tell someone what I did. True. That uh, That's just how I Especially see it. Especially when he's already under, under suspicion with the police. And then, But that's the worst thing. Because once, once Gabriel's now dead and the police find him, which we're, we're about to get to, the fact that it's around the corner from Stephen's house, no, did, did this not, this didn't flag on any cop the same police dealing with it didn't go there's another little dead twink by that Stephen port's house should we speak to Stephen? because the last time i mean he's got to go to court in a couple of months over it the last time this happened he was involved no one fucking said a word yeah but at the same time it goes back to what you what we said earlier if there's literally if there's gay guys turning up od'd all over the place it literally it's just like a bit funny that it's close to the last one but um, what did we say? Gabriel's one was a good two or three months after. Yeah. So that's that's enough time for the police for them probably... to just forget about yeah. Anthony at all at that point. Yeah, exactly. So you know, he's like, oh yeah, you know, this a some cop, some cop might go. It's a bit coincidental that that's two gay guys in the same area, but it's probably not the first but, time but two I'd gay ima- guys turned up dead in the same area. They have a computer system, right, that logs things and go oh they're, they're about 100 meters away let me just log into the spreadsheet of little gay fellas i mean that shit surely that exists that yeah. that exists for fucking stock intake like this one sells as much as this one they're similar products this one's more expensive so we lower our stock on this one and get more like these things exist you can do it on fucking excel sheets yeah location of bodies found and then do a little v lookup and it will tell you these three were found in the same fucking area like i still think and why we have said uh, there is some negligence there, and they find so many of them that they're just fucking. It becomes a bit of a fucking running joke, really. Yeah, it's a it? running joke to them. Oh, another dead bender. All right, fair play. But I still think finding two bodies in the case of a couple of. Like, that close to each other, same drug, 
Same looking type, little young gay lad. You've already got a guy you had to question. He's on your log as yeah. being questioned. No one went put two and two together. No one even went, should we just fucking ask him? He might know. Obviously, there's a scene here or whatever yeah. like, that they're all into. Maybe there's a... It's... Yeah, I don't know, man. Because they would have caught Stephen there and then with Gabriel. Because if they'd have spoke to, to Ryan, he's done for straight away. I know. It... I don't know, man. I've sent. I just. I honestly think. Yes, I think down to a certain point. I mean, maybe it's. It comes out of the, the homophobia of it. I reckon. I it, think at this point there, there, there is. is so an there are. There are obviously underlying elements of homophobia in this police force. Yeah, and I think. It, but like, like I said, I think it does spin off the tale of. Oh, another one. Yeah, it becomes another one. Yeah, and it, it, it it's a statistic. It's no longer a human life anymore. It's I reckon just at a, that point. I reckon at that point, he could have literally just dumped the guy out in front of his house again and they probably still wouldn't have fucking picked up on it. They don't give a shit. Well, they may have asked him again. Yeah, well, chemsex is a thing. Because they know, the police know that this happens. Or he it's could not... have just said, actually, that's nothing to do with me, that one. That one's from another guy in the area. I don't know him, but I know there's another I know there's another oh, couple yeah, of them that are in the we're area. We're all doing it around here, yeah. yeah. That's what we do. But yeah, so then, so Gabriel's been killed. Yep. Um, and dumped, which we need to talk about that part. Yeah. So, yeah, so Port leaves Gabriel in a graveyard about 500 metres or so, like a 10-minute walk down from his house. Uh, he leaves him sitting up against a stone. His clothes were all a bit tatty and, like, wrecked. And muddy and shit. Yeah, yeah and, he's, and he literally just, like, kind of... Puts a pair of sunglasses on him, but doesn't quite fit them how like you would normally fit. Or something in his hand and yeah, leaves him there, yeah. And, uh, yeah, autopsy come back that uh, he'd OD'd on... Uh, well, there's a woman who finds him walking a dog as well. well this again is a dying... So I want to get, get, get to that, but I want to talk about the sec- the third one before I get to the, the woman. Yeah. Because it's very... It's unfortunate for her. But, uh, again, like she must be talking to the police, going, that's two I've found here. Like, no one's gone, these are... Lit- they weren't even thinking these were linked until they look at this random fucking suicide note and go, cut and dry, close the case. But Stephen, he's not a sophisticated criminal. He's a fucking moron. There's a big thing that, that I uh, that I got from one of the podcasts was um, Gabriel's address was John's. John's. Yeah. So that automatically would would put the police in that direction instead of thinking, well, Stephen's down the road because the guy wasn't with, it wasn't classed. Well, that's how, that's how John gets involved. He ends up being a nemesis of Stephen when it comes to evidence. Yeah. He starts, he starts connecting the dark because the police go to John to say, Gabriel live here. Yeah. He's dead. Like gang, he says the same thing as the first mum. These cunts just turn up and just go, another dead bender. See ya. And that's it. Yeah. And they're like, can I see him? No, you're not family. Fuck off. Like, that's it. Like, he asked the police to to put out a warning to the gay community. He did, yeah. And they're like, nah. But then he starts doing it himself. So, like, one thing that no podcast picked up on, he started reaching out to people he knew. Look, we've had a couple of dead gays in the area. Because he, he, he spotted straight away that that was two in the same area. Yeah. He spotted it very the Same quickly. way. And he went to the police and went, oh, he went to go live with another bloke. Uh, he left. Like The police were like, yeah, we don't care. Like they just they wouldn't listen to a word he had to fucking say. Yeah. And they weren't trying to blame him either. Like, they could have blamed him. Oh, you, you did it, did you? You dumped him. Did, like, they could have tried to blame John, and they didn't. But he started trying to speak to the gay community at the same time, saying, something's not right here. Message boards, forums, and all that. But there's only so much one bloke can do against the police force. Do you know what I mean? The police force could reach out 
that's why he's asking for their help. And they just went, waste of time. Yeah, it's, I've uh, got some evidence here. This is what he told me. This is the last text message he sent me. Uh, fuck off. Nah, okay. no, we're not interested. They said he was moving into a flat in Barking. Yeah, don't worry about it. They just fucking they just didn't do fuck all. No, but yeah, again, I just don't... Yeah, they just didn't give a fuck. I'm not sure how bad a place Barking was at that point that they think they had... A bit fucking of a shithole, but... I've never been. But, you know, they have bigger things to fucking deal with. Than... But again, like... It was hard. I was looking up for all the gay OD deaths, and there were many, but trying to find the locations they were found, th- there were loads in that in that time period. There were probably two others in parking at the same time. So, yeah. This is the thing, right? So, yeah. But then the other thing is, maybe they were Stephen, too. This is it. He's not he's not admitted to anything more than the four. That's the only ones they've been able to tie him to. But there are others in the same area that happened around the well, same time yeah, period. Yeah, there's... Um, and that was all over London like that that was going on. There's 58... Uh, they said this recently that they're investigating 58 more uh, cold cases of the the exact same mo of homosexuals being found like dead from a, from an overdose of GHB while having been raped at the same time. Yeah. So or fucked because again with chemsex well, yes, and they sorry, don't yeah. know they wandered yeah. out there and fucking died after being yes. bummed for 24 hours. Yeah. But the the other thing with it as well is and I looked at I went and watched the video about the dangers of grinder and it was um it was gay men going, "Hey boys, look, I really got to talk to you. I had a, I had an experience where a guy tried to drug me. Uh, I had an experience where I turned up and two guys attacked me because they were meeting me to hurt me. Uh please do not use your face." Like he was giving this advice, "Just your body." They'll go off your body, right? Yeah. They don't know what you look like. Never use your real name. Turn your location off so they don't know what area you're in. Yeah. Because he said, what people do, and this is what he said, I've had it where someone has, say, someone's a mile away from me in, in the east, and it says I'm a mile away. So they go to the west, two miles. Now they know what town I'm in because they've got a triangular location. Because yeah. they go, I'm a mile away from this point. But I'm a mile away from that point north. So yeah. then they've got to draw a line on a map one mile. Draw a line on a map one mile. Here's the centre. Oh, this is where he fucking is. And he said that stuff happens. And these, these what, YouTube... These, guy, these guys just turn up and fucking beat the shit out of people. Or, turn, or some or would fu- do or that. Or some more. of them are fucking rapey, creepy cunts. And he was saying he'd been drugged. He said he'd turn up to meet a guy and he walked in and there were seven men. And he said... And I... And he was and he he was warning about chemsex as well. Do not get involved in fucking chemsex. You'll become a drug addict. He's like, I walked in, I walked straight out. I said, No, not for me. I'm off. I'm off. I'm out. And he was a bit older. He's like thirty odd, right? He was like, No, fuck that. And he said, Please be careful on here. And and he, and he was like, Never list your work. Never link to your social media. Yeah. He said. He said, I know loads of gay models and drag queens that link their grinder to their social media because it's it's um, easy. Uh, connections right you can get more followers and all this yeah, stuff. yeah he said do not fucking do it he said because now they know your life they know your routine they'll find what shops and shit he said do not fucking do it yeah yeah and it was a warning and this gabriel here like the, the issue of him is like he, he may not have known all this shit he's come from a country that probably doesn't allow gay apps for a start nope to start using these gay crowd surfing fucking couch surfing apps yeah um i would imagine he wasn't clued up this is why when he does meet Stephen and there maybe is some chems involved, he's gone straight to the neighbour and gone, 
he's a fucking wrong un. Like, you know what I mean? Like, straight away. Within a couple of days, he's telling him he's a wrong un. Yeah. He trusted the neighbour more in a few days to tell him something's not right. Just had that picture of my head where you said that like, the guy walks in and there's seven blokes. You know that bit from The Simpsons um, where Bart's working at the at the, the brothel house? Yeah. And Abe Simpson comes in, puts the hat on and just walks straight back out again. <laughs> That's literally that... what I think is I like, walks in, see seven guys, puts the hat back on, just walks straight back. I was like, nope. For some reason, when I said it, I had a vision of The Shining when he opens the door and there's a Geezer in the pig mask, giving the other one. <laughs> right, I'm out of here. Fuck that. I'm, I'm off. <laughs> I'm not fucking. I'm not fucking with furries. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So pretty quickly after Gabriel is is um, drugged, bummed, and dumped, we jump to victim number three, Daniel Whitworth, 21 from Gateshead in Kent. Yeah. Man was a chef, and Port contacted him on Fit Lads. Yeah. He arranged dinner and drinks out in the public so that Daniel could, uh, so they could get to know each other better and so Daniel could make sure, confirm that he wasn't, uh, Port wasn't a psycho. Another part of that is, right, a guy who wants to do that is cautious. This is, the young lad here is not, so Daniel is not, he's not used to the lingo and the scenarios and all this shit because he wants to, He's like, well, hang on, is this, you know, how kosher are you as a person? No, we'll go for a bite to eat. Well, so he's had to drop the come to my house for sex shit. He's had to drop that act to get this lad in. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, he's got to play the smooth charm, even though he's a fucking ugly looking motherfucker with a, with a fake, with a wig on and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> you know, but again, this is three weeks after, after Gabriel and Daniel dies. Straight up, just like that, you know, he's same same MO again. Meet Stephen Port, and then he finds himself dead. Yeah. Chemmed up and overdosed. And dumped in the exact same place. The as, exact same place. As Gabriel. Up against the wall or whatever it was. And this, yeah. is where I, <laughs> this is where I want to bring up the poor old dear that fucking found, found fucking both of them, eh? Yeah, so there's an old lady found... Gabriel, she went and touched him, and that's how she found out he was dead. Yeah, she, she thought sure. he was drunk or whatever, and she was like, "Something's not right with the glasses; they're not on properly." And then she went and grabbed yeah. his arm, and she was like, "It's like rigor mortis," and she was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I haven't got her name, but um, he—they were found at St. Margaret of Antioch Church in Barking. Yeah, by the same by the same woman walking her dog. Poor sod. Yeah, same sort of time in the morning. Same. And I wonder if she was cautious. Like, after finding the first dead body, she go, she might change her routine. She, oh, it's never going to happen again. Well, she walks do. in and she's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, you know, most people don't think lightning will strike twice, eh? No, she, her face must have been like, like another one. She, she probably didn't even go near to go up and touch it or anything. At the second time she saw it, she must have gone, something's not right here. Yeah. But she must have she must have pressured the police when she's talking to him. She must have been like, "What's going on here? What's happening to that?" And yeah. they just obviously there's a suicide note in bad handwriting that comes up. But yeah, apparently he used his left hand to write it. And right. any anybody knows if you use your other hand to try and write something, it is like fucking horrendi. It's so bad. So basically, the note read that um, Whitworth killed himself. Because he felt guilty because he was in a relationship with Gabriel and, uh, yeah, he couldn't live with himself knowing that Gabriel had OD'd while they were together and 
also said in a very interesting thing, not to blame the guy he was with last night. And the police, again, do not check this at all. Yeah, no one asked that question. But he had a boyfriend. Yes. So a lot of people don't realise this. He didn't know that, that uh, he was fucking other geese. That he was doing rent boy or anything. There's Ricky. So he found out that in the TV show, they show this bit where he's like, Who, why are you on the phone for? And he, he questions him in the TV show about, are you meeting other guys? Am I enough for you? And all this stuff before yeah. it goes on. I can't verify that happened. No. Um, and he'd asked him to marry him. He wanted to settle down. He was like one of these gays who want to be... Gay marriage been legalised in the UK in 2014. I'm not sure it had, but I think the civil partnership had. Ah, so Definitely okay. by that point. Fine, yeah. So I think he was sort of like leaning into the, um, well, I want a normal, straight life. Yeah. That's what he wanted. We're going to get a house together. We're both working. I think he was a scientist, Ricky. I think he worked in a lab or something. I he was don't know. Earning some good money from what, from what I, I, I was reading and looking for. So his shock was to find the police turn up at his door and say, your boyfriend's dead uh, because he had a secret lover and he killed himself over it. And then he also had a fucking one night stand the night he did it. That's what they told this guy who just lost his fucking partner. That's a fucking grim thing to say. Putting the fucking boot in, eh? But then even after this, the reality is he had to confront the fact that his his partner was rent boying on the side. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Or trying to meet guys on the side. Oh, well, you, know, you can't even fathom how you'd feel Which is about why that. he wants to go to dinner and all this. So he was. So these suspicions that he had that there might be something going on, yeah. he found out they were true. He found out they were true in the worst way because not only are they true, he's dead. It got him killed. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, police turn up and inform the stepmom. But, uh, again, she said the same thing as Ricky. You know, he didn't. He wasn't into drugs. So that doesn't make sense that he would OD on anything because that's not what he was about. And uh, they give they give the family a section of the suicide note to verify to verify his handwriting. But because of like today's technology and stuff like that, they have nothing. They're like we exchange through text messages. I haven't seen his handwriting in years, so I can't confirm nor den or nor deny that this is his handwriting. And the dad, he struck. The dad struggled with this. I imagine he would. So, because the stepmom was not, well, it's not his real mum. His real mum had died when he was young. The stepmom was essentially his his mum. Yeah, yeah. Right. And the issues the police were having was they didn't want her. You're not family. That's what they said. Wow. So they were trying to get the dad, and the dad was fucked. The dad is re- stepmom though. That's pretty much fucking. You're married to the dad. That's family. Yeah. No and once, what your relationship once is. Once the dad had, um, the dad had struggled with him being gay. Oh really? But once he had met. Ricky. He was fine. He was all right. Yeah. Yeah. And he was trying. He was like fucking typical. Come on, fucking go play football. Like, yeah. And he found out his son's gay. Yeah. And it was all in a short period of time because of his age. Like, it taken. Well, he's 21. It's yeah, not, it, it, not a, it, This is not over old. a short. A few years. And he's found out his son's gay. He's got a relationship. And now he's dead. The dad is struggling to fuck to understand what's going on with this. He, he cannot. He cannot get his head around it. He can't go and see the body. He, he, he's struggling. He's, he he cannot deal with the scenario and the situation they're in. Like he, the dad at this point is really struggling. She's trying to get involved, and the police are going, "But you ain't a blood relative, so fuck off." Fucking dope. And you ain't adopted him officially, right? So married a stepmom that's still it's fucking. It, it's it's sus as fuck. And again, is it again? This is where it comes up. What the fuck were the police up to? What the fuck were they doing? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, man. Because at this point, they're not even like. There's a quote from her, and it was, and this was in the BBC TV show. That's correct. 
they went to the site where he was found right with dad and the dad was fucking crying and choking up and he couldn't go to it to lay flowers whatever right so she said and it was to this sleigh maker bloke the, the same bloke she said to him i i want to see the site i want to lay the flowers and he went you're not relative in front of the dad and he's going it's a fucking stepmom she's and the dad was, was kicking off and they put it in the tv show but i found this elsewhere the dad's like kicking off with the police that's his fucking mum. She's mum died when he was a kid. Like, and he started fucking getting empty with him. And yeah. they went to her, all right, you can go and have a look. But before he was fuck like, me. it's not, uh, we've got protocol, we can't let you. Like, fuck, someone's kids, that fuck off, you cunt. Like, what are you playing at? That's fucking daft. So what does that, does that mean like, that if auntie and uncle, but the uncle's related, but the auntie's done by marriage, I mean, she's not blood relative, she can't go see. Maybe. That's fucking at this rich. scenario, right? That's in in so this scenario, the, the uncle can because he's the only one who who's able to. But if he's fucked, and it's just stupid. That's so stupid. So this is at the, we get to the at this point where like John Papp has now seen Gabriel's like first uh, roommate. Then he has now found seen that there's been a third murder, and now he's getting like right. This is fucking sussy as hell. He starts contacting loads of Gabriel's mates on Facebook back yeah. home. Now this is at the same time. Poor post uh, creates a fake Facebook account. Yep. Posing as a former gay porn star from California called John Luck, who tells um, Gabriel's uh, boyfriend in Slovakia, and I think a bunch of other people as well about how he knew Gabriel and said he knew about his and Dan's chem sex orgies with older blokes fucking them. Yeah. So, he so he's literally up. just going up creating fake fucking bullshit. And he's text messaging family members at this point as well. Yeah. Because there's something weird going on. They're getting anonymous fucking text through to families and stuff. They've never been able to do him for that. They've never been able to catch him never on that. prove it. So like parents and stuff are getting messages going, he hated you. He thought you were all cunts because you wouldn't understand. Like he would send their shit to them. What a cunt. All at the same time. And he, he now he's, this is where first one, accident. Second one, on purpose. Third one, Probably to try and cover the tracks of the second one. It's what he's trying to do here. Yeah. But then he this this fucking online fake profile Lucas style behaviour. Well, it's very similar. This fucking messaging family members, fucking telling people they were weird and cunts and it was your fault. Very strange shit. Very strange shit. Very very strange shit. That's where you start seeing the serial killer side of him coming out. He's loving it now. This is a game to him. He's playing games. He's enjoying it. He's enjoying it, yeah. He's becoming a bit of a fucking psychopath in that in that aspect. Yeah, because why would you do this? Fucking tell the parents that, oh, you never accepted my sexuality. And the parents are like, yeah, we did. Like, this is their, their answer was like, but we did. We met your fucking boyfriend. We met, what the fuck? We, what, how could we have driven you away? We were accepting yeah. all this stuff. And I think it might have been even um, the dad of Anthony at that time right. got messages because the mum and dad were separated and he didn't know he was gay. Right. And the mum had to say, oh, yeah, he's, well, why the fuck didn't he tell me? And he was getting all, well, he could have come to me, for fuck's sake, I loved him. Why did he feel he couldn't talk to me about his sexuality and all this stuff? Yeah. Because the mum was married to a Turkish geezer, because when he died, we missed that bit. She was in, yeah. she was on holiday in Turkey. Yes. Anthony's fuck, yeah. yes, I yeah. did. Yeah. She had to fly That's back. That's right, she, she flew back, she turned her phone off, because yeah. obviously data and everything, and then she came back to 12, like, like shit tons of messages and, and missed calls from people. And that's how she found actually that's how she found out that Anthony had died first was because she called up someone's office going on. She's like, Oh Anthony's dead. And she had no idea at this point 
about she thought Eddie being hit by a car like she she didn't know until she got back to England and the police told her this happened but Stephen Port had taken phone numbers of these people's families off their phones before he fucking dumped them that's weird shit so now he starts messing with them especially if it's especially if the first one was an accident and all of a sudden you're fucking instigating all this sort of shit it, it, it kind of adds an extra layer to him being a bit like, what the fuck are you well, playing at, I bud? wonder if he took him morbid, maybe I need to apologise. Like, when people kill someone for the first time, sometimes people do strange things. Oh, yeah. If it's, Especially if it's an accident. Oh, but who's going to let his parents know? I'll take their numbers just in case. Like, you don't know what his motive was, but then he starts doing it with all of them. Yeah. And then he's making fake profiles. And then he's starting... It's like he wants to get caught, maybe, at this point. Because he's obviously using a burner phone, which they never found. They can never pin that on him. That's easy to get rid of, eh? a burner. So it's, it's, this is at the point where his preventing the cause of justice catches up with him and he gets sentenced to eight months, but only serves two. Yeah. That is in early 2015. And, and the, the neighbour, Ryan, yeah. asks Stephen about it. What, what did you go to prison for? And he won't tell him. No. And Ryan asks the police... Because he's suspicious about the Gabriel. He's actually suspicious. He's doing a little bit of digging himself, but he sees this John Luck and all this. He sees that as well, and he's like, oh, yeah, like something fucking went on here. Doesn't realise that Stephen run that profile. Yeah. When he asked the police, what did Stephen go in for? Can't tell you. But if they had said, oh, he was involved in a body being found, straight away he would have been like, again, this is another failing. So we've got three dead bodies, and that this guy could have got Stephen now before he got to the fourth. Yeah. The second body, if the police had just done a bit more due diligence on what's going on in that area and bodies, they would have caught him. If the police would have just fucking looked into Stephen a little bit deeper, looked at his laptop, looked at all this other shit, the phone records of the fucking lad, they would have caught him. They would have caught him. There's so many failings Routine here. Routine police work would have caught him. You would him. think so. Cause it's, cause, but they think it's easy looking back at it in hindsight. It looks, it looks like an easy puzzle to solve. But at the time, would it have been? Well, this is why this is why we started off talking about these chemsex parties and ODs. You have to factor that into the yeah. inco- into the incompetence of the police. Has to factor in. There's so much of this going on. Yeah. Like uh, I reached out to a, a gay friend of mine, Adam. I, he, he does listen from time to time, uh, and I asked him about it, and he said, "No, chemsex is a real problem. It's fucking disgusting." And he sent me a message he got from someone on Grinder. Right. He said, "Look at this shit." He said, "I have to block the people on Grinder." He said, "I've got it because you know I'm single and." I'll meet some fellas. He said it's so rare to meet people that want a relationship because that's what he's in it for. Yeah. And he showed me a message and the message was, you've got such a pretty face, I'd love to shit all over it. You match with someone to the point. and the first thing they say is, I want to shit on your face. German. They, he's he's a gay guy and he's saying gay men are disgusting. Yeah. It's not a good look no. for the community if that's what your own people are saying. Unfortunately, when you go on apps like that, you invite the cretins into your life because that's pretty much what it is. It's a den of cretins. And the gay community has a... Uh, what's the word to put it? Has a bad rep. Yeah. It has a bad rep for being predatorial. It does. Has a bad rep for being rapey. Yeah. It, it has... Uh, if you've ever been in a gay bar, it can get... Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. And down... I mean, I've been groped in gay bars. Straight up groped. I used to go to the Graham Norton parties at work. And they would hold them at GAY. You go to the toilet, you try and have a piss, and someone will grab your cock while you're pissing. And you can't do shit about it. You can't lamp them. No. Do you know what I mean? Because people will be like, oh, you punched someone for touching... Like, because it's... it. There's like a... An unwritten fucking etiquette. If you go to a gay bar, you're free. To, you're free to get touched in every way, shape, or form. And it's fucking weird. The only but then pe- you see it. We hear this stuff about guys doing it to girls, grabbing their asses in clubs yeah. and shit. Like it ain't. It's the same. Yeah. But 
there's more of it because it's all dudes. And they all want to fuck. They all know what the game is. The only people safe in, in uh, gay bars are women. Well, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, yeah, I used to go to these Graham Norton parties. I remember this one time. I don't know if I said this on an episode before. I went for a piss. And I didn't lock the cubicle door behind me. I just stumbled in and fucking shut it behind me, right? <laughs> I was drunk up, right? I just fucking walked in. Got my knob out of the piss. And this guy just came bundling in behind me straight away. As soon as my dick was out. He must have had a sonar for exposed cocks. A little radar. Knobs out. He reached round with both hands. I'm pissing on his hands, right? He's trying to grab my cock while I'm pissing. I'm like, what, what, what the fuck like that? And he pushes the door shut with his elbow. And he's like, I saw you looking at me as you walked in. I was like, I fucking, I fucking didn't. Just evading the roommate. Right? And I'm trying to have a piss. And then he pushes me against the wall with his hands on my chest. And he leans in to try and kiss me. And I'm pushing him away. I'm like, well, fuck off, right? I'm st- I still need to finish having a piss. Yeah. Piss on his shoes. But I was still kind of pissing, right? Yeah. And then he goes, he goes, why, straight? And I was like, yeah, I am actually, mate. Fuck off. And he's like, I'll get you hard. He tries to grab my dick. And he's like, he's like, I can feel it. It's getting hard. I'm like, fuck off, pushing him away. And then I end up fucking just headbutting him and slinging him out the door. I slam the door behind me, finish pissing, sort myself out for a minute because I was all amped up and kind of angry and that. And then I walk out the door. Four geezers waiting for me. The bouncer. I'm out. Really? Yeah. So what? They knew? Or? No. They fucking said, I cannot be attacking clientele. So when I threw the geezer out and I've clo- fucking locked the door behind me and finished having a piss, he's, gone he's walked straight out to the bouncers and I've just been assaulted. And I was like, he's fucking grabbing me. He's a fucking rapey cunt. And they were like, you, are you straight, sir? Are you straight? I was like, yeah. You just don't understand gay culture. And they fucking frog marched me out there. And, um... And again, I was at, I was at, a, like, this is a work party. Yeah. And I'm getting frog marched out of other fucking straight workmates. Yeah. And this girl in the cameras department that I knew, she come running over and she was like, what's going on? What's going on? I said, I'm, I'm being kicked out. And um, they marched me out. She comes out with me. She's like, oh, no, I'll go with you. Yeah. And then I'm getting a taxi home with her. I won't say any more after that. Yeah, yeah. But she was like, so it happened here. And then the guy followed them and he, and he was laughing at me on the way out. And he was going, she just let me suck your cock. Like, he was saying this shit to me. And I'm like, what hang on you've sexually assaulted me you cut like yeah. what's going on here and i was fucking hammered as well i was really fucking drunk it's free bar but that's that's something i can say personally that happened to me yeah and i i remember getting in that taxi home with this girl and i was fucking fuming because oh, be, i started yeah. to sober up so yeah. when i was drunk i was like you're not fully with it yeah well once i started to sober up i, I could feel my i was raging i was like i should have battered him I should have absolutely... Went, I hit him a few times, but I should have fucking stomped on a cunt is what I was thinking once Once I started to sober up. And she was like, calm down, calm down. I'll come home with you. Calm down. I'll sort you out. We'll get you home. You'll be all right. But then the next few days, I was like going like, was I giving off queer vibes or something? Like, did I do something wrong? You start questioning yourself yeah. and thinking, could this have been preventable? Is there a code? Did I have my fucking pocket hanging out? <laughs> do you know what I mean? You start wondering. Were, you, were, you, were, you, were your trousers slightly too low? And then I did speak to someone I knew and he went, no, you didn't lock the door. He said, you stumbled in there, pushed it open. Left the door open. Left the door open. That's just, he said, that that's, is the sign. That's an invitation. That's the sign. He said, that's the invitation. Shit. And he said, he's seen you walk in, do that and gone, I'm in. Game on. And I was like, fuck me, I just was drunk. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's what they're waiting for. So it has a bad reputation. The scene has a bad reputation. Yeah. So when you hear this stuff in the news, it like even now you would do it, even after knowing about Stephen Port, if this come out that a gay bloke had OD'd in the fucking toilet over here, like there's a toilet known for glory holes or something, you'd be like, oh yeah, I bet he did. We had it with the priest that time over here. Priest. Yeah, we did an episode where we spoke about it, where... Uh, 
we, we let Chris do some local news. And oh, the priest, shit. The priest had been caught in yeah, the toilet trying to fuck a geezer. That's right, yeah, I remember And he, that. he was a straight bloke who went in there, and this bloke fucking, this priest tried to have a go on him. That's right. Because there was an etiquette and a code. It was a known toilet to the gay community. If you go in there between a certain time period over here... You're game for a bumming. You're game for a bit of bumming. And he didn't lock the door because he just yeah. walked in for a fucking slash. No one's about. It's like 2.30 in the afternoon. He ain't <laughs> thinking... <laughs> well, you're not thinking about getting bombed at 2.30 in the Especially afternoon. Especially fucking yeah. public toilets as well. They will, you don't want to touch door handles and shit. You just... <laughs> And the yeah. weird thing is, I remember that time of me, I deliberately didn't piss in a urinal because there were geezers lingering around smoking by the toilet, I, like leaning you, against yeah. the wall. And I'm like, they're going to be looking at my knob. That's what was in my mind. <laughs> he would have been safer. I would have been safer, yeah. I would have been safer. Yeah. Fuck because they were sake. standing there, were like bent up, bent up smoking. I was like, oh, why, why are they? What? And maybe they were there to watch people piss. I don't, they would have been, you, yeah. you know, there's something going on there. Surveying so I thought, cock. in the cubicle, that would be fine. Well, well. That was not Lock fine. the door next time. That is the thing. But even now, I think back to it. I'm not even sure there was a lock on the door. I'm not even sure. Well, at least close it, eh? Yeah. Well, I had closed it. Oh. Yeah, I had closed the door behind. Well, fuck, sure, that's enough etiquette. Yeah, yeah I had closed the door behind because he pushed the door open. Because that's how I first found it. Because it hit me in the back, and I was like, I'm in here, and his hands were on my dick straight away. Wow. So it was like fucking weird. weird. Straight really on weird. it. Yeah, straight on it. He knew what he was doing. Clearly, done, done it before. He's done this before. Yeah. yeah. It was my fault. Shouldn't have had pants down my ankles. That's <laughs> it. Piss like a normal man. Let's get the zipper out. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. So there are some issues with promiscuity and stuff in the gay community, as we just said, or, or a bit of predatorial behaviour. Yeah, yeah, just a bit. A bit of a bad attitude. Yeah. So, you know, when we are discussing the police and their failings, and I don't want to keep hitting home about it on this episode, but we have to always keep it in mind that they are, might be, they are seeing overdoses, they're seeing rape victims, they're seeing people that are dying at chemsex parties, they're seeing people like, that have been fisted to death. Like, they're seeing all sorts of shit, and they kind of poo-poo a lot of this stuff. But we we do have another victim and other stuff to move on to. So, Well, well no, it, it, again, it, it jumps down to this thing, like, uh, with Daniel's parents. So, with Daniel's parents, they were asked to come down for the uh, mortuary report, just to confirm things and, and make sure, you know, everything's as they are so they they turn up and uh they're shocked to find that on the police report the police have put down that the parents confirmed that the suicide note was written in daniel's handwriting when they never confirmed any of those sort they of said things her words exactly in the documentary were that because the dad ain't giving interviews and like we said the dad was really messed up by this the stepmom is giving the interviews and she says it could be but we don't know so they went that means yes then. Yeah. But there was also shit that was left on the left out on that they weren't told about. So on the report, it says that Daniel was found on a blue bed sheet. And the parents are like, Did you test it for any additional fibers or cum or whatever cells yeah, yeah. or anything that doesn't match Daniel's? And they went, Oh no, we didn't think it was important. No and the reason that bed sheet's there, because that's what he's wrapped him in to move the cunt. Stephen's DNA is now logged because he's been done by the police. And it's on that sheet. But they didn't think it was relevant enough to fucking do it. And it, they also neglected to tell them about the about the bruises under Daniel's arms, which show him under in the armpits, which show that someone had dragged him. Yeah, dragged him about. Dragged his body. Dragged him down the stairs, dragged him across the so street, whatever. Everything yeah. in that shows that there was a third party in this in in this incident and the police just brushed it aside and even the fucking suicide note mentions a third party exactly don't blame the guy i was with last night yeah so they know there was a guy there last night and he didn't get there on his own 
because that kind of bruising as well, which is what they uh, what they were saying in one of the things I listened to. That's not bruising you get when your body's still warm. That's the bruising post-mortem. you get post mortem bruising, which is a deeper, darker bruising. Yeah. So it meant he was fucked around with. Yeah. Post-mortem. Someone someone had put like put their arms under him and taken their full weight. You get would get bruising underneath when you're dragging someone's body. If you are still conscious the bruising wouldn't be as as much or it might not be might any, not be all, any yeah. because the blow will keep circulating yeah when you're fucking dead yeah it shows like that because once you get him outside it's over the shoulder i mean that's well, that's going to be the easiest Stephen was a gym freak so yeah he would have the strength to be able to even dead weight would just all you do is just get him up on the shoulder and you're and pretty much yeah lifting anything on the shoulder is fucking piss yeah well, it, it could be heavy as fuck to get it up to, once it's on your shoulder and you've got that center of balance you're, f- you're golden yeah so that's where we, that's where it kind of ends at the minute for daniel and uh, we jumped to he's done his uh, his two months. Yeah, you know that, this, is, this has probably happened over the course of his, of the two month break that he's had being in prison, and now he's uh, got the old ta- uh, geo tag around the ankle, the electric tag around the ankle, so he can't so they can keep track of his movements or yeah. So he's got a late. He's he got never comes up again. I don't hear anything about that. They don't tell you when it came off. They don't tell you if he still had it on when he did the next fucking crime. They don't say anything. Yeah, it's it's it, it doesn't make sense it, it, in a lot of ways, really with this but okay so we'll, we'll jump on to to victim number four so this takes place on the 13th of september the victim's name is jack taylor he's 25 years old and he is from dagnum same place as um as where steven is from he's a forklift driver so although some places will tell you he was a truck driver yeah he, he he's described as like typical jack the lad yeah he like he like he likes his bevies and that so yeah, you know, he went out on a night. Uh, apparently, it's like his old. Uh, I think it's his dad that said this. Uh, he went out on a night on a on a night out on the. He'd been out with a bird. He'd been out with a bird. He'd been out with a bird. Yeah. So, according to the sisters, he was out, and they they show you it in the uh, BBC dramatization, but it seems a little bit weird in that he's like sitting with her, and he's like, "Look, we we've known each other since we were kids. We've been on and off." And like they have this conversation. It's like no one would know that conversation took place. Very weird fucking thing to put yeah, in there. And he's like, know. but let's go out, let's go out. But the sister said he'd been out with some mates and then, and he was talking to a bird and he was trying to arrange a, a night out or a meal with right. an ex or with whatever. Yeah. Because again, none of them knew, the sister, none of them knew he was bisexual. Yeah. He'd kept that to himself. He'd never been with a geezer apparently at this point. So he'd never actually had an experience, but he was having feelings for blokes. He'd go down the gym, get a boner, watching a dude have a go on the glutes machine or whatever. But that night, he was drinking with his normal mates. They didn't know he was into fellas. He was chatting up birds. But once he was drunk, he got on grinder hunting for cock. So, yeah, so he basically came home after his night out on the whiskey and the beers and that. And uh, while he was at home, he went on grinder and hooked up with Port and literally went out, literally went back out that night. So his, basically, his dad saw him come home. Or his what, parents saw him come home, and they obviously went to bed. Then he went out after they went to sleep. Yeah. So it is literally two nights later. The parents turn up. Uh, the police turn up at at the at the parents' door. I say, oh yeah. So yeah, your son your son Jack was found dead in the parking in the in the park next to the same church. Well, I will say the same church that the last two victims were found in. And he's been bummed. Well, they say that well, there was um, rape or something or bum sex or something involved. Well, police called it another OD and they found uh, a needle and track marks in his arm and white powder 
uh, like a little packet of white powder and a little vial of uh, a brown liquid on his person, which at first glance would be an OD, a drug addict, an OD. But then but they it, tell the parents at this point that there was some gay sex. They, they openly say, because they would know, his arsehole now looks like a windsock. Yeah, they they mention it to the parents because, again, the police had absolutely no fucking tact. And the dad didn't take the news too kindly. He was like, he was a fucking what? Like, he gets all like that. But apparently the dad was, uh, again, according to the sisters, because they, they were involved, Yeah, none of them knew he might like geezers. And when the dad, the dad almost collapsed, is how they worded it. He had to put his hand on the wall going, like, because he's found out for the first time. His only son is dead. His only son is dead, and they know he went out to meet a bloke for sex. And in his mind, he's just like, well, my fucking Your whole Jack, world the lad, the son, who are going to give me kids and all that? Like, what the fuck? Because a lot of people say that's homophobia, but I think it's not. I think it's what you know about someone from what they present you. If you find out that's not true, it's always a shock. It comes in, in certain aspects. I think it comes as like a, a form of like betrayal. Yeah. That your son, who you are obviously very close to, didn't still feel, lives at home. Still lives at home. Didn't feel confident enough to tell you that he swung both ways. You've only ever seen him bring birds home or whatever as well. Do you like, think he's not, straight? Yeah. And then all of a sudden it comes out. Yeah. So your son was your son was, in for, blo- was yeah. in for blokes as well. It would come as a shock. I think it would come as a shock to any parent. That they didn't anticipate that happening. It's nothing to do with homophobia. It's the general shock that you're who you think is straight, all of a sudden comes actually. I like both. That initial that initial shock's like, oh okay, like, and then, and now you can't confront them about it because they're dead. Yeah, and you can't ask them. You can't even hold them and hug them and say, well, explain it to me, son. You can't yeah. fuck all. You can't. No, people always see to one sided aspect when someone someone's first re- initial reaction. They expect people or parents or people to just go. All right, yeah, sound. But the people don't have that that reaction every single time. I had a mate of mine, won't name him, but we had a mate of mine, one of my one of my closest mates actually. Uh, we found out years and years ago that a, 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 a mutual acquaintance of ours, not he's he's a mate, but he wasn't like a close mate. He's gay. Now when he told me, I was like, cool, sound. But another mate of ours didn't take it so well because he's a bit on that. And that aspect, you know, he's a bit uncomfortable with it. And he just went... He's always stayed at my house. And all the people do well, get no, a bit no, like well, that It wasn't even that but... fact. He was just like, what, you've been gay this whole time? You never fucking told me. Yeah, people, and, and, sometimes and people he, take it as an offence. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, well, yeah, but, you know, it's it's all good. And I was with him at the time. I was like, mate, it's all good. You know, he doesn't fancy you. Fucking don't worry about it. It's just that's what he's into. So just leave him be. There's no big deal. But then sometimes it's a big deal to tell people about it because you've got to 100% know yourself. Yeah. You 100% know you're gay to tell someone you're gay. You might go or I like geezers, but you might still like women. So you've still got to figure out who the fuck yeah, you are. Are you bi? Um, are you this? You've, you've got to figure yourself out before you can tell anyone else, and it takes time. The world always tells you this is how you're supposed to be, but when you don't fit that mould and you personally know you don't fit that mould, then it's when you get confused and then you need to figure shit out. And Guernsey here, for example, is a very different place, a bit like, you know, Dagenham or somewhere. It ain't. We're talking about the guys in London and how easy and free it is there, but... Some places aren't so easy to just come out as gay. Like, not that anyone would care here, because I don't think homophobia is a big issue on this island. No one gives it's a It's still a very small, lo- closed community, I'm sure right? you're going to get some guys that don't like it, but most people over here don't give a shit. But you would think, because it's a small community, how people are going to take it. You are going to get that. Yeah, you always. I think I think just generally you're, how you're always going to worry about how your friends are going to take it. Again, i got another guy, another mate of mine, I haven't seen him for a good few years, he lives in England now. But, you know, he went out for, like, the early years of when I knew him, uh, he used to always go out with women. Went out with, friend, went out with a close friend of mine. 
and uh, they broke up. And then the next thing I know, he's like, oh, yeah, do you hear such and such is gay? I was like, really? She goes, that's why I always want to stick up my ass. But I, 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 my initial reaction was like, seriously? He goes, they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah. He, I was like, but you was just going out with such and such a couple of months ago. He goes, yeah, but now he's got a boyfriend. I went, well, fair enough. And then I seen him and he's like, I was like, you're right, bud. He goes, yeah, you still want to talk to me? I was like, why wouldn't I? But why wouldn't I? It's yeah. nothing to do with me. It's, it's some of his closest mates couldn't handle it. It's, it's weird. Like, I, I get, again, I grew up in London, so I was always around gays. At school, there were gays. Yeah. Fucking, working in TV, there, there were definitely a lot of gays. Mm-hmm. It's never fucking, it's never bothered me. It's never been an issue. If, if I meet someone and they're gay, I, I treat them the same way as I would anyone else. So, yeah, he's, his parents have been notified, as we were saying. And the police just calling it straight up OD. There's no fucking further way to go about this. This is where we bring in the sisters. Now, I haven't got any names from. I'm not sure if you if you. No, if you... I can't remember names. So they'd been on TV. They were all over the. They, really. They uh, went and spoke to the news. They did not give up. These two sisters are fucking heroes of this case. Cause... Well, yeah, it's between them and um, and John and John Pep. Like, it's, yes, it's, it's, it's these these are the people that are fucking connecting the clues. So these girls, they go. Full blown into research, and they find the links. They find the connections with the graveyard, and yeah, they're the ones uh, who find out the other four, the other three fucking people yeah, died in the area, all, all in that area. Um, then they find out that there's footage of Jack with someone leading up to his so death. They want to review it, so they fucking want to see it. The police are just like, nah, nah, it is, it's not relevant. It's not, it's not needed. And they're like, no, nah, fucking come on. And that's where this one copper who was actually good at his job went. All right, well, let them see it. Let's see it. So they find they see the footage of of him with with Stephen Port, and they go, and then Jack, and they're like, "What well, are you going to release that?" They go, "No, we're like, well, fucking get on it." Sometime. But they give a reason. They say the reason they're not going to release it is because this next camera shows Jack walk off on his own. Yeah, and they go, "That's not him." Yes, it's a different, the, the, yeah, it's a different so, person. So the police, the, the evidence the police have looked at is going. They met up, and then he walks off on his own, and Port goes his own way. And that's the end of it. But they're like, that ain't, that's too stocky. That doesn't walk like him. Like the sisters are adamant. That's not him. The police were like, yeah, same bloke because he's dark jacket and jeans. They just, yeah, fucking accept it. But then when they look at the other footage from the area, at the insistence of the sisters, they look at other cameras and go, oh yeah, he didn't go off his own. He right. fucking fu- carried on with this bloke. Yeah. So they, un- with the police under pressure, they are forced to release the tape to the media. It takes two days. For someone to go, that's fucking Stephen Port. And then they look back at their fucking records and go, hang on, he was involved. Now, that person, was it Ryan? N- I don't know. Because I, he's I still involved. Any, at I the court got... case, he gives evidence. He still, he talks to the police about Gabriel. He, at the point, now either he identifies Stephen or once Stephen's identified, he gets involved. I haven't got any information. Yeah, I, I, did, I, did, I, I didn't get anything either. from that. But yeah, I just know that two days later, someone, uh, someone, Straight up goes, that's, up, that's, that's Stephen Port. I know the fuck that is. And he's arrested. But while all this is going on, not to drag anything away from like Jack Taylor's death or anything, while this is going on, Stephen's still fucking carrying on his antics. So he goes on to, I've got date of uh, another one, two, three, four, five, five victims. So I've got a, an, a victim, a 22-year-old um, person who's going through uh, a trans uh uh, gender re- yeah. reassignment and again drugged raped and port filmed it yep and showed it to the guy the next morning they fought they have a fight 
and this got and this 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 trans person uh, testifies at Stephen's thing. Then the next one is a thirty-five-year-old, which is a hell of a lot older than what he normally goes for. This isn't yeah. This is on twenty fifteen. This this person this guy doesn't use doesn't do drugs, so he won't take anything. So this is where Steve. This is where Port uses a new system. He uses a syringe that he that he says to him is full of is is lube that he's gonna stick up his ass to lube up it lube up his ass ready to go. This guy doesn't drink either. No. So yeah. And it is, but what it is, it's not lube. It's fucking GH uh, GHB. So he's bent over. He's willing, and Stephen's got his syringe out, and he, what an absolute wrong guy! He's like, I'm gonna rape him anyway. And it gets into your blood system a lot quicker. So you literally, where you said like it's like two drops and you and you're ready to go. This is even quicker. But the guy feels something's not right, and uh, manages to get dressed and leave before he gets raped. Then happens the same again with another victim. I haven't got an age for, but this time he does get raped. Then the one after again, exactly the same method, but this one escaped before getting raped. And the last one is a 24-year-old that had a relationship with Port after breaking up with it. Uh, but after breaking up with his, uh, they had a relationship earlier on. They split up. He got into another relationship, broke up with a boyfriend, and then reaches out because he needs somewhere to stay. So he reaches out to Port, and Port invites him over and rapes him. They use drugs, have sex with consent. And then that's obviously not enough for Port because a week later he ra- he drugs and rapes him. That's the last one I've got as as a, as a uh, so as, from as the last victim. The conspiratorial side, there are a lot of um, rape claims in this area of gay men who can't remember the guy who who met and went home with someone but they were so out of it when it all happened before it happened they were already drunk he could be date raping people at bars yeah so this may have just enough to doss them up and then do the rest when he gets home so there are a lot of claims and there are a lot of families trying to find out what happened to their own sons so there are other families out there and this is the this is the part of the investigation for this episode it starts getting weird because a couple of months we've been planning on doing this episode for what four or five months yeah, maybe more. We've brought it up. We brought it up when we we're talking about Luca, the grinder killer, and maybe we'll yeah. do it. Um, since the BBC show, which was in January, which I didn't know until we were sitting down to record this, I went, "Oh fuck, BBC did a show about it." Mm. Okay, and it was this year. So it's in not January. Like, yeah, it came yeah. out in January. So, it, which we were shocked because we've been planning this, like we said, for four or five months. Yeah. And when I went back to some bookmark links, these articles about. Um, families wondering if Stephen Port was involved in the death of their son were gone and deleted were deleted and removed from the internet mm. a lot of the chemsex articles I had that I'd saved were gone and the internet's been cleaned up it's weird I don't know what and I don't know if the BBC thing maybe some places went best take these down because we can't prove fuck all and BBC doing a um, a show on him free, free episode one day after the mini-series, other mini series yeah. mini series People are going to be looking into it. We don't want to be done for liable or whatever. They've taken it down. Mm. But like you said, there's like 56 in this time period, dead, gay, rape, OD victims. There's, there's 56 in the same time period, around, dotted it's around 58. London. 58. Yeah, still, yeah. Now, I'm not saying Stephen did these 58. I'm not even saying he did one of them. No. But someone fucking has. Well, that's it. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and we're seeing how easy it was at the time period for the police to just fucking poo-poo it. And go, eh, 
Yeah, it happens. Yeah. So how many of these people are are this? There's another. Uh, there's another killer in the gay scene before Stephen Port, where they found him. Um, and I used to get these confused. I used to get mm. these two stories confused. Where they know this guy matched with about twelve people who are still currently missing and never been found. And that was in the UK. It was up north somewhere, like Manchester or somewhere. Right. This, this guy, I think he killed one guy. Yeah. And he got caught. He put him in a big yellow storage unit. Yeah. And then someone could smell what was going well, on in rotting. there. Yeah. So then they complained. But then the big yellow storage unit phoned the guy and went, what the fuck are you keeping in there? And he said, oh, animal hides or something. Get the fuck out. We're getting complaints. Yeah. He turned up, got the body all wrapped up in a fucking bag, took it off dumped it police found it and were like where the fuck's this body come from yeah. and it was only because the um big yellow people big yellow storage people went and looked at the cctv and went what the fuck is he moving they reported to the police that this guy got caught Fucking but hell. they know um i can't remember the name of the guy and maybe we'll look him up and have a look at that as another cyber psycho in the future yeah once they caught him and done him for this one murder they knew via his grinder history and his dating app history. He's connected to. He's connected people. to other people who are missing and have never been found. Jesus, and that's fucking scary. As yeah, fuck. but that so te- potentially that first that guy that he dumped was potentially his first victim, and then he went on to kill twelve other people. Possibly, yeah. And then because he'd been them. in that big yellow storage for months and months, or he'd been doing it for years, and this is the only one he got caught for. Because he decided to keep it for some reason. Well, maybe that maybe that was his MO, though. Maybe he was taking them all there and dumping them at a later date. Mm. And this is the only one he got caught for. Maybe. And I remember that case. And I used to get him and Stephen Port mixed up. When people would say the grinder killer, I used to always think of that one. Yeah. For serial killer standards, this is actually ridiculously recent. Yeah. Because you don't really hear about it much anymore. No. and we, But we're talking about the, the technology that was involved. Like We look at Luca, which is years before this. People were on Facebook. They were able to fucking track him down. Well, he was Luca, 2011. Well, something like that. Yeah, it was, it was, it was you know, remember. years before Can't this. Remember. And um, they, like people were looking him up. They were finding it. They were, they, were, they were checking it out. With this, the technology had moved on a lot yeah, in that yeah. time period. Right. They're not looking at phone records. They're not looking at laptops. They're not fucking searching his phone for like weird pornos and shit he'd made. They did fuck all. They just left it. Well, they swept everything under the rug. It's like, oh, it's another dead gay. Yeah. Off we go. And, and that's the bit that disgusts me about the police. Oh, it's that horrendous. No, ma- no matter what we talk about with the gay scene having these issues, the fact that they just went, another dead bender, and then walked on, and they just went, eh, yeah, it happens. Problem is, I mean, as soon as, as, soon as Stephen's crimes got out, the victims were just treated as fodder. Yeah. That you know these guys. Got... And you just the families must have felt like shit. There's... That's their sons. This is sons. This big. You think by the time he's caught, that's been going on well for Anthony's uh, family especially. That's two years. Yeah. Like two and a half years. And maybe. they've been calling for justice this whole fucking time. They knew something was up. They were constantly for two years on the phone to the police yeah. going. What's Where? happened to my? Why find out what the fuck? Who killed my son? Because they kept asking for his belongings as well. Oh, Where are his fucking belongings? Yeah. Two and a half years. They were calling for his belongings. When they finally got them, two and a half years later, they were mouldy and broken. They didn't look after any of that shit. No, they didn't give a fuck. Fucking oh yeah, yeah, it is a bag full of full of mulch. Have fun, have fun with that. Yeah, it's bizarre. Like, because now we're at the point where Stephen's been identified and he's been caught. Yeah. But the people that give testimony at court are. John, are Ryan, yeah. are some of his exes, his victims, are these sisters, are friends of some of the other guys who knew that he was 
um, like with Anthony, his friends that knew he was meeting yeah. a guy and all this stuff, because they saw pictures as well. They saw the pictures of Stephen with the wig and all that. Yeah. So they were able to identify that this is the person he was going to meet at. And you just look at it and think, for two years, we've had a, about eight rapes, <laughs> four murders mm-hmm. from one guy in the same area, and the police did nothing. And a lot of those people that were raped went to the police to say that they were drugged and raped. And they did nothing. They don't care. He did not but the give question a fuck. Is, some of these victims that were raped by him, was he using his alias? Was he using these fake Are you still names? taking them to his house? They were still going, it was a flat and it fucking... Pe- but it, depends like, on, it depends on what state of mind you're in. You probably don't even know where his fucking house yeah. was. A lot of them, a lot of gays won't come out about rape. No, it's, God, it's, no. a, it's another big thing. because it would be pe- taken People don't believe anyway. him. Yeah, yeah they wouldn't take it seriously. It's, it's the same with like a prostitute getting raped. They won't take it seriously. That's what you do for a fucking job, love. Like gets complicated. Gets complicated. There's there's politics. There's shit involved in that. Yeah. And the police shouldn't. The police should just be looking at facts and going, "This is what happened," and that's the end of it. But you know, budgets are on the line. Oh yeah, quotas and quotas, all this shit. Fucking bonuses. You end up with you, the bureaucracy has killed the fucking police force. The police force was probably better when you had sheriffs in local towns that were pu- funded by the people, and they kind of had autonomy to not do what they like, but they were locals. It was locals in local areas doing the justice in the towns via the sheriff system probably a better way of dealing with it it's just that we live in a world where we're too big for a fucking sheriff system we're too big for vigilantes we're too big for um you know a city like london can't oh, I, don't have. Know if, I don't know if you're ever too big for vigilantes maybe not well i don't know but if you're a city like london how the fuck do you ever have a volunteer or a, not a volunteer still get paid but voluntary police force that get paid, and these people are locals in, and they police their own areas. Special, it's too big. Special constable. It's too big. Yeah, it's, yeah. Too, it's too big to do it. But that would be the way forward, I think, because you'd get people that know the community, that know the areas they're dealing with. The problem with like with barking, none of the police. I don't even know where that is. I know it's in London, East London. Yeah, but I just but don't know where about in London. The, it none been. of the fucking police that are going to barking, who are looking at these bodies, are from barking. Who know the area are involved in the communities it's in the area. It's London metropolitan, eh? Yeah, they don't. They don't know because. But if every police force had to know the areas they were from, had to have connections, had to fucking understand, was part of the community. The commu- yeah, they, but they don't do that. Like here, we have that. They know. Yeah, I, the know I got mates. Work. I got mates in the police yeah, force. Here we're in a small community. The police are locals. Everybody they know. Is. They know the families who are bad or who are good, and yeah. what they, 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 they know, know. They know which people to look out for. They know what areas are, are and even they're under fucking staff. But they know what they're looking for, so yeah. they can they they can deal with it more delicately. It's why you don't have a lot of police fucking violence over it, if any. Yeah, that's very true. Because they are part of the community. The police are part of the community. In a place like London, the police are not members of that community. They don't give a fuck. It's a job. Uh, they turn up, dead gay. Move on. Another dead gay. Oh, well. That's four this week. Another one for the pile. Yeah, it's four this week. Bag him and tag him. Let his parents know your puff the sun's gone. And that's it. <laughs> but that, that's their jo- That's how they see their job. They don't care. Yeah. They don't care that there's families involved and that, yeah, that they good. need to fucking know. And like with Ryan, he kept saying it. They didn't fucking say shit to the local gay community. Yeah. If the local gay community had been informed that Stephen was involved in a death we would have been able to fucking tell him about Gabriel. It's what he kept saying. Yeah. We could have told him about Gabriel. Yeah. And they did fuck all. And it's insane. It is. 
it's it's fucking ridiculous when you think it's easy it, it, on on paper and talking about it. It's fucking easy enough to have pinned together. You know, but the sisters did. This is the fucking thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty for us to look back at it. But the, the two sisters of Jack figured this shit out. Yeah. And so did John. John, yeah. They had figured out that this is all in the same area. Shit's connected All here. using the gay apps. I know the scene. <laughs> I know what's going on here. Yeah. They need to do something. And they would not listen to him. They wouldn't listen to them. And it took one police officer to go, all right, I'll let you look at the footage. Well, he was a, a detective, actually. Well, yeah, we'll look at the footage. And you want to come and look at the area and we'll have a wander around. It took one, one good officer... Because he then took over the whole case. He then got Anthony's mother involved and all the other... It was him. He's even the one who managed to get the fucking clothes back that were ruined. Yeah. But it was because he stepped in that he was even able to do that. Even though they were mouldy as fuck, he was like, it's the least I could do. Mm. Because it took one to actually pay attention to give a shit out of, out of 17 hours didn't care. Yeah. So we'll jump forward uh, pretty much a year to November 23rd, 2016. This is his sentencing. So we've gone. We've gone through all the trial. They've gone through all the uh, the testimonies and the uh, witnesses and evidence and all this shit. So we get to there. So Port is convicted of assault by penetration, rapes and murders of the four men, as well as the rapes of three other men. He drugged ten counts of administrating a substance with intent, four sexual assaults. And is found guilty on all four counts, total of 11 victims. Life imprisonment with a whole life order, which means no parole. Yep. He is sent to the HMP Belmarsh. Yes, Belmarsh is a shit prison to be in. Judge Justice Obscure, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, thinks Port didn't, meant, didn't mean to kill the four men, but I think that's shit. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, the jury disagreed. The jury all went... Because they were worried about Anthony, right? Yeah. Because the way the judge had played it in court, Anthony, they, they said he didn't... He got found guilty for the other three, and then Anthony was done last. Because... As a separate... Yes. They, t- they went away for five hours, I believe, and they came back uh, with the verdict for guilty on the, on the last three. But with Anthony, they went away for. I think they took another hour, and they went, "Nah, nah, nah. He, 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 he did on purpose, or he, you know, it, it's the, murder." The thing is, he'd already been drugging and raping geezers before Anthony. They knew, they, yeah. <laughs> like his mo was to drug and rape. Whether the dying was a mistake or not, I don't know, because then he carried on doing it after that one. So, so yeah, um, the judge said he got away with it once, so kept going. Significant degree of uh, a significant degree of planning went into luring men to be drugged and raped, having killed them by overdose and dragging them into the street, or le- or or leaving them in the churchyard, robbed them of dignity and cre- and increased distress of lo- of the loving family. Yep. No doubt that the seriousness of the offence, that a whole life order is required. And uh, as the family and everybody was celebrating and cheering, the judge said, you will die in prison. And someone in the crowd shouted, I hope you die a, a long, slow death, you piece of shit. You know, there were, there were some details in the court case where Port was accused by family members of... Because he lied. Because he wouldn't admit... He, he was adamant 
Well, no, no, I, I fucked them all, but I was not involved in any of their, their deaths. That's ridiculous. They're junkies and they, they've died. Yeah. But he was standing, he was standing, and he came back to my house and uh, first he was sucking my dick. Then I sucked his dick. Then he was telling me he loved it. Then I fucked him. Like, he's saying this in front of the fucking parents. He's lying. The cunt's lying. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's got no shame. And he's, he's getting a rise out of them. Like, yeah, some of the parents had to be fucking it. told, like, you've got to calm down. You can't let this get to you. But he was he, he was being a, a piece of shit. Like, he was deliberately looking for... Um, no, 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 no. In the gay scene, you know, twinks. I like, I like a twink. Like, and he was using all the lingo, yeah. and it's almost like he wouldn't provide the dignity to his own fucking victims when he's yeah. in court. And he wanted the families to hear gruesome details of, well, yeah. And then I came in him. Like he was, he was fucking as descriptive as he could be. He obviously didn't, otherwise they would attract DNA to him. Well, mate, well, condoms. They might, they might not have even looked. Yeah, the, the, that's the half the fucking problem. They weren't looking. Yeah, normally that's something that gets checked. Well, with, with Anthony, for example, they knew he fucked him because... Uh, he said, he, he, said got, he did. Yeah, he said he did. Um, with uh, Gabriel, they knew Gabriel had had gay sex, but he didn't look into it because he, he they just it thought it was an OD. It didn't matter. Whether or not they had the DNA or who cummed him in or not, it didn't matter because they saw it as an OD. Again, uh, with the next one with uh, Daniel, the note was, don't moan about the guy I fucked last night. Don't look into him. Don't yeah. worry. So they went, yeah, we won't worry about it. Yeah. You know, and, and, and in court, he was descriptive. I mean, he talked about, he goes, yeah, we were in a 69er. Then I fucked him up against the wall. I was pulling his hair and I was slapping his eye. Like, he was, he, he was fucking... Going, like, he was making up details just and, to fucking make people uncomfortable. To make people uncomfortable. Because you know that wasn't what was happening because he drugged them. They were just lifeless laying there and he fucking raped them. Yeah. They, they weren't... Loving it, and he was like, yeah, he loved it. Like that's how he was behaving. Cunt. It's evil, evil cunt. So we'll change. We'll jump out of subject a little bit. So obviously, we, we we've talked about the incompetency of the police with this investigation, their lack of everything. So they were the police during this investigation after it were were accused of homophobia. Yeah, as we've discussed, and we said like seventeen people were involved in the investigation. Nine of them were uh, found to have performance failings. So they were investigated. But none of them were disciplined yep. or let go. And since this investigation, five of them have been promoted. So the police found there was nothing wrong with their... Well, they're just covering their own ass. Exactly. It's a shame they couldn't have covered the ass of these young lads to well, stop what happened to them. Do you know what I mean? Go. So, I mean, we're winding down now. This is getting into the after parts of it. So in 2019, Port's uh, GH uh, B dealer, yeah, um, Gerald Matavu, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, murdered an actor called Eric Michaels by the same method yep. as uh, as Port. He uh, met him on Grinder. The man, the man's class as an actor. But he'd been in three bit parts. Yeah, and some Broadway. Yeah, stuff, and he, yeah. he was a business. He was a businessman. Theater as well. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah, so he got sentenced to thirty-one years in prison for that one murder in twenty nineteen. Now, did Gerald teach Port? Was or he involved? Was he involved, or was it? You know, so this dealer? is where I mean, there's a lot of conspiracies about this. A lot of people think 
that Ryan was involved. Really? A lot of people think Ryan was involved. Uh, the guy we're talking about here, Jared Matuvu. Yeah. He apparently knew Ryan as well. Right. And this is where the well, chemsex, they're, they're all into chemsex. This is where the chemsex, This is where the chemsex parties come into it, and that this is a bigger issue than just Stephen. And Stephen's just the moron of the group who got caught. And there are a lot of conspiracies about this online. I looked into some of them, and listen, this is hearsay. What we're about to talk about next, it's not proven, but they believe people believe that the procurement story that Stephen gave the police that he would go to Ryan's house and bring young boys yeah. is true. Right. People believe that to be 100% true. He named that Daniel also did the same thing. Right. They believe that because of Daniel's boyfriend saying that he was worried about who he was texting and the secret rent boy stuff that Daniel had met Stephen multiple times before. Right. So people believe that had happened. Uh, and that there is a gay sex ring, which is true, of chemsex and of debauchery, which is which is 100% true. It happens. So you, you speak to any gay man in London and they will tell you chemsex horror stories or maybe even how they've had to avoid it themselves. And they believe that this is a bigger issue and that Stephen definitely wasn't acting alone and that these other victims that have been found are linked to other men and they all knew each other. So other people that have been killing boys and young young lads in the same way know Stephen, know this dealer, know each other, and this is a thing they get off to. And the Stephen recording stuff is because he would send it to them. This is the so conspiracy. Get, so they could get off on it themselves. So this is the conspiracy. And that Stephen searches for looking for this stuff on his computer is him actually looking for other people doing the same thing rather than just looking for porn. It's connection through gay dating sites and stuff to other people that are doing the same shit. And there is a underground network of men raping and killing young lads and sharing it with each other. Fucking That's the conspiracy. Hell. And it's dark as fuck to think that that, that can happen. That is ridiculously dark. But when you bring that guy up, which I'm glad you did, because I had that as my ace in the hole to bring up, and you already had it on there. Um, it does bring into question what the fuck. Okay, so this is a gay guy. Steve's dealer did the same thing. Gets caught for this one. Did he do any others? He's never. It's never. It's never brought up. It's, it's never literally just. Up. Still, 31 years is a fucking massive sentence for I, one I, murder. Well, I think once once Port's name came up in the court case. They fucking piled it on. They had Because technically he would, in, in certain aspects of that, they would class him as uh, murder by association. Kind of an accessory. Maybe yeah, they wouldn't accessory, give a fuck. Accessory. Normally the drug dealer ain't getting, isn't an accessory. And they might go, you're getting a, you, unless you can tell us what he bought and when he bought it, you but, might get a slap on the wrist. But the fact that you've done the same crime as him, they, they know, they, even the police, as incompetent as they are, have got to see that and go, oh, that's, Bit sus. That's sus as fuck, yeah. Yeah. So, jumping on to one last thing, something I found this afternoon. The last bit I want to talk about is uh, his relationship in prison. So, apparently, according to one source, I can't find anything on Wikipedia or anything else to do with this. His Wikipedia page is exceptionally short for... For what he did. For what he did. Yeah. Yeah. And so apparently he was in a relationship while in prison with uh, Richard Huckle. Now, those. Notorious nonce. Yeah, people might not know who Richard Huckle is. So Richard Huckle is 
classed or was classed as Britain's worst pedophile. So basically, he um, Huckle worked as a freelance photographer and posed as a Christian teacher in Malaysia. I mean, that is a, he, that is a combo. <laughs> Yeah, he was uh, he was charged with seventy one counts of child rape. Uh, he was fair. I think he did all this shit abroad, posing as this Christian teacher, and then when he when some uh, anonymous tip came in, when he arrived at Gatwick Airport, they fucking nicked him, and they shoved him in prison. So uh, in prison, it is forbidden to have relationship with other inmates. And if you do that, they get found out one of you gets relocated. Yeah, that might sound weird to Yanks listening to this because that goes on quite a lot. But here it is, it is yeah. you're breaking, you will you will get punished for having a relationship. So he got relocated to another prison. I didn't quite get, I didn't get which one he was, he was relocated to. But uh, when he got relocated to this prison, Huckle was murdered. Yes. Uh, he, I've got the details. Slow if, notch if you want me to tell you the details of what happened sure, to him. Yeah. So he had his hands and feet bound. Uh, then he was gagged, and then he was strangled with electrical cable. He was raped. He had his jaw broken. He had a kitchen knife utensil inserted into his anus. And then he had a pen with a blade attached inserted into his brain via the nose. And that was the end of uh, that was the end of Richard Huck. Well, you know, it couldn't happen to a nicer person. Yeah, you know, all <laughs> fucking full well to him, all power to whoever did it. Well, the guy that did it just went, yeah, I did it. Yeah, I did it. Fuck. What are you going to do? I'm already doing life. He's just got, he's got it about? for a couple of years on his yeah, sentence. He's going to give a shit. yeah. But yeah, so that's the end of that one. Yeah, so yeah, so Stephen Port was also shagging geezers in prison, which is, uh, I wonder what wing he's on in I Belmarsh. I wonder if he's in gen pop or if he's uh, in a rapey gay, because they do, they, they often separate gays in prison just because... Just stop them. Well, not to stop them, because of homophobia. No. So gay prisoners often do get separated, like nonces get separated, but that's a different reason for that. Yeah. Well, I imagine he was on the nonce wing if he was knocking around with him. Yeah, he, was, he was in the protected wing. Yeah, he would have been. Yeah, he would have been unprotected, and he would have got fucking killed sooner or later by the straight inmates. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they tend to get revenge on people like that. Yeah, ra- rapists don't do well no, in prison. They, no, they don't. Any kind of rapist. No, rapist gets raped. But a rape, raper, murderer. They don't yeah. go down too well. No. So, do you think there's any validity as we end this up to the uh, conspiracy that there could be other ties? And that Stephen was not acting alone, and that there are other people using apps like Grinder to it's do exactly high, what he does. It's a fucking high possibility. I don't put nothing past with technology these days. I don't put nothing past it. No. And then the way Grinder works, you know, a quick Google search on people that have had bad experiences, rapey experiences, murder experiences on Grinder will show you. Uh, we'll, we'll, you will get unlimited results. Same as, same as Tinder. I'm not saying it doesn't go on that yeah, rapey yeah. fucking weird cunts meet chicks on Tinder. They definitely do. Yeah. Um, there's just a weird... There's there's a uh, darkness that surrounds an app like Grinder, and that surrounds, like, you know, FitLad and all these things. There's a darkness there. Yeah. There's gay saunas. They're very strange. Uh, I used to work by one. Right. Called the Pleasure Drum, and it's in Underwater Louis Station. And I'd finish work at like two in the morning from ITV and I'd walk past and there'd be limos outside. Oh, dear. Uh, and what goes on in a gay sauna is uh, you have a steam room, you have massage rooms, you have jacuzzis. Yeah. You, you are a member. You go in there and once you're in there, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, yeah. Well, stay, yeah. What happens in the sauna stays in the sauna. Stays in the sauna. But a lot of these saunas have had to clean up their act. They get a lot of ODs in them. 
Oh fuck. Yeah, and they, they even in the uh, in that chemsex video on YouTube, they speak to an owner of a sauna, and you're like, yeah, we had an OD, and then um, he he said we have a, we have stickers. All the lockers turn around and say, if you are caught with with Tina or GHB, you're out. Yeah, fair. Right. He said, so we have to look at we have to look at tape to see who keeps going back to their locker because they go keep going back and forth on the locker to get. To get it. He said, like you know, we try and shut it down, but we can never always catch it. Yeah, and uh, and this pleasure dome, you would always, you would always, you would walk past at two in the morning because they're going in and their limos are waiting for them. Yeah, yeah. they'd have government number plates, all sorts of shit. That doesn't, surpri- that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, the, the, you know, because because where Waterloo East is, Westminster, it's across across a, across a road. Yeah. So yeah, a lot a lot of politicians in there, a lot of celebrities, because it was right by ITV. So all the <laughs> All, all, all yeah. the celebs, all, all, all yeah. the gay fellas working in tele- television would go in there. Yeah. And, you know, you and you would see these in the mornings. If you ever start work early in the morning, at six in the morning, you'd see them coming out of there. Yeah. And there was all these young Thai lads that looked like they were 14-year-old boys. Jesus. And they'd be like, oh, let me, I work here, I'm masseuse. They'd, they'd say that kind of stuff. Very yeah, fucking, yeah. very strange behavior. Yeah. But I think, I don't know, I think we're at the end. So. <laughs> Yeah, let us know what you think, man. Yeah, there's not much more we can say about this. Yeah. It's a, a fucking weird one. And uh, whatever happens to Stephen Port, I hope he dies in uh, there. I fucking hope you burn. And uh, whether he, he's in there till he's an old man and dies or someone does him, not if he's in not a pre- saying you should do it. If he's in a pre- <laughs> if he's in a protected wing, then it's... But if I read about it and, and something's happened to him... Oh, I'm not going to shed a tear over it. I'm not going to shed it. a fucking tear over this Not cunt. a chance. So, so this is our most recent cyber psycho. Uh, we are we are ending here. We have got a couple lined up. We have got uh, Heaven's Gate yep. lined up. You were telling me about this Japanese fella earlier, which yep. we're going to look into that. I want to look into that a, one. A good one. We've got some deconstructions coming up, so we're going to look at simulation theory. Do we live in a world that is a matrix? <laughs> is it possible that the metaverse and things could lead to a matrix right situation? So we got that coming up. Yeah, and then we've got season three of Black Mirror, season four of Black Mirror, season five of Black Mirror. That'll be through the course of the year. Through, throughout the course of the year. Haven't got a lot of gaming stuff lined up recently. We'll, um, we'll get there we'll get there we've got more psychos and weirdness on the way if you guys are enjoying it please let us know please let us know yeah well from the ratings and the uh, viewerships it doesn't seem to not dwindling call, not, doesn't dwindle when we do these perfect and listen if you are a little young gay fella have a, have a look out when you're on these apps be just, safe just be safe be fucking have a, have safe a, man have a calm down because it ain't it's not good no no that's us so peace Cheers, guys peace <laughs> I'm gonna go get some more.